Again, my name's Terrence. My friends call me T. Um, I'm one of the pastors at, here at All Nations Church and also one of the elders. So I just want to give you a warm welcome and trust and know that you're going to be blessed today because I believe God's got an encouraging message for us this morning. Um, it's it's four, a little over four weeks now uh, that since the lockdown has been uh, administered to us and we've been asked to maintain those guidelines also maintaining social distancing. And as you can imagine, four weeks, it's not a long time, but when you're cooped up in your home and not free to go where you want, it can seem like a long time. And now, of course, now the government's extended that to another three weeks, and rightly so, to ensure that the virus doesn't spread and we beat this thing. Um, and we believe in God that it is going to be beat. But as I've been thinking in this time, and while it is difficult, and while it is challenging, Somehow it's created us to slow down. Something is a virus, even though it's a bad thing, a good thing has come out of it in my perspective that it's caused us to slow down. Slow down and, excuse the phrase, take time to smell the roses. It's a phrase perhaps many of us are familiar with around the world. Um, people all say, take time to smell the roses. And that means really slow down. Slow down and, and take the full picture of the beauty of life and what God has for us. And as believers, uh, we can think that um, sometimes that everything's per But as believers, it can be challenging at times. And God sometimes wants us to slow down and smell the roses. Uh, I've got a little flower here just as an illustration. Um, I'm not convinced it's a rose, but it, it's a flower. But it smells wonderful. And I was really encouraged by God when he said to me, take time to smell the roses. Because uh, a space of time has been created for us, irrespective of how it's come, to take time and, and smell the roses. And that expounds to many things, to our family, to our marriages, to, to our homes, to our careers, to all these things that we can take time to look, to take stock, if you'd like to say, to see what things are we doing? What have we been doing? Are these things good and fruitful? Are the things we need to change? And in the midst of this, as I was just thinking about this, me and my wife and, and my son, we, we were just talking and dreaming and saying, well, what do we want to do when we come out of this? What's it going to look like? And some of that we can't even answer because we've never been this way before. But I was encouraged through God's word and many of us will be familiar with this scripture among Christians, and it'll come up, come up on the screen below um, in just a minute. Uh, so I just want to encourage you from the scripture this morning. Uh, God spoke to me really powerfully about the importance that he has a plan even in the midst of this coronavirus, and that plan is good. So if you have your Bibles uh, with me, with you, could you turn with me to Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. That's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. So if you excuse me, I'm going to look down to read that. But the scripture should come up on the screen below. I've always wanted to do that. Scripture come up on the screen below uh, and uh, read along with me. Okay, so this is Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come to me and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me 
and when you seek me with all your heart. Now, I've heard that scripture many a times. We'll, we'll quote it and encourage people with it. Um, it. It can be in a graduation. It can be in a wedding thing. It can be just as the people of God, the word of God. But what I realize is that in the context of this story of Jeremiah, and I encourage you to read the whole book of Jeremiah, it's actually the people of Israel and the people of Judah and Jacob, they've not been living as they should for God. And therefore, God put them into captivity. And then they were taken to Babylon. And they were living there for 70 years. A lockdown, if you want to say. A lockdown that they couldn't get out of. A lockdown that they had to live in. But in the midst of that lockdown came hope. Now, this is the amazing thing. God had a plan in the crisis. God knows the beginning and the end. God knows before. The coronavirus is not a surprise to God. But in the Word of God, it promises us here. He knows the plans. He's already written tomorrow. Tomorrow's already written. And I want to encourage you, and it encourages me, that He has plans to prosper you. Even in the, in the challenges that are ahead, there will be prosperity coming to you, to us as the people of God. He will not harm you. He has plans to give you a hope and a future. That is our Father. That is our Jesus. That is our King. And that is how the Holy Spirit works on the behalf of the Father and the Son. So I was encouraged in the midst of crisis, in the midst of a lockdown, God had a plan. And God still has a plan. That plan hasn't changed. That plan is still to fulfill all his purposes and it's to fulfill and prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. Interesting, in the context of that scripture of Jeremiah 29, it says, in the hopes and the plans that he plans, all his plans lead us back to him. You see, the future and the goodness and the hope that God gives us is always to lead us back to Him and the intimacy and the fellowship and the love and the relationship with Him that we have 24-7. God is good. God has a plan for us at the other end of this. But as I was speaking, I said, I said God says, do you have a plan? You see, God has a plan, but He also wants us to plan in light of His plan. And so he said to me, he says, T, do you have a plan? What plan do you have? And that's the question God would say to us. What are we planning as we look to the future? It's important that we look with hope, we look with faith, and we look with love. But in this time where we have time, in these next three weeks, I want to encourage you to take time to pray to talk, to discuss, to dream with your, your family, or if you're single, or if you're older, just talk to the Father. Dream again. Write down the things that you feel you want to achieve. There might be some things we may need to change as we've had time to think and to consider. There may be things we need to tweak or amend, or our priorities might need to change to enlighten, to, to reflect the heart of God and the Father for our lives. There might be some things we need to change in our finances or things like that. As I've discovered, God's people are being looked after. But one of the things is I've also seen people that have been diligent to save and be prepared for a season like this. The important thing to remember in this time we have in these next three weeks or beyond, don't worry about the time scale, but I want you to embrace what God has for you. Dream again. 
plan. And when you plan, as the Bible says, if you turn with me now, I've got a scripture here to encourage us, just so in light of that promise that we have from God in Jeremiah 29, 11, we also are encouraged through the scriptures in Proverbs. And Proverbs is a book of wisdom and has many, many insightful words for us as the people of God uh, to, and even to people of the world. The word of God is good. It is true. So if you could turn with me to Proverbs 16, chapter 16, verse 3, and I believe it will come up on your screen below. And this is important because it helps us know how we do plans. Because it's not just a plan to dream what I want to do. Although our plans are important, it's always in the light of aligning to God. So if you bear with me, I'm going to read the scriptures down below. So it's not that I'm ignoring you. I'm just looking below. It's in Proverbs 16, verse 3 from the NIV. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So in this time and season that we commit, if, and we can only commit to the Lord as we talk with the Lord, as we dream together with families, friends, children, whatever it is, for your work, for your career, um, how you serve, how we love each other, how we encourage each other, how we see needs. But it's important as those plans come together, ask the Lord, talk to the Lord, write them down. Don't get all weird. Just write all the things that you feel the Lord's saying. What do you guys want to do? What do you want to see different? And then bring that in the light of God and say, Lord, we're committing these to you. Are these accurate? Are these what you want us to do? And you'll find that he'll speak to you. He'll confirm those things. But it's important that we take this time to make a plan. Because plans are important. Plans in the Lord are important. It's so good that God works all things together for his good. God works all things together for the good of those who believe. And that's believing on Jesus. And in those plans, there are promises. As I encouraged you, as we read from Jeremiah, God always establishes his plans in light of his promises. And God, he's always had a plan from the, before the first day of creation. As we look behind me, the beauty of creation, God has always had a plan. And that plan has never been thwarted. That plan has never been messed up. Even though there is an enemy about that tries to thwart the plan of God, it can never happen. But God, in his plans, always gives promises. Starting even from the beginning of Genesis all the way through to the book of Revelation. Promises of hope, promises of goodness, promises of life, promises of health, promises of life. And so when we plan, remember to plan and think about the promises that God has spoken over our lives. Just to help you with that, as you consider the, to show that God has a plan and God has promises within those plans, if you would, um, just write this down. We're not going to go through it. Any, John chapter 14, fantastic scripture, fantastic chapter, and where we see the promises and the plans of God, just in a short, I mean, there's loads of them, but Jesus really unloads it here. And he says something to his disciples that is earth shattering. So here's a couple of plans and promises that God says to you and to me. So in John 14, we find that one of the beginning things he says to us is, I'm going away to prepare a place for you with many rooms. I love that. God, we're going to be with him 
We can enjoy him now, but there will be a time when we will be with him in heaven and enjoy something magnificent that he's prepared that is beyond we could even dream or imagine. And he said that, he says, I'm going away to do this. That's a plan. But then he also attaches a promise, but it's also part of the plan. He says this, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back. We don't know the time or hour, but this is what he says in the plan to you and I. Make yourself ready. That's all we have to do. So part of our plan now as we consider the plans we do for the Lord is making ourselves ready. As you seek the Lord, as you pray, his Holy Spirit will reveal those good things that we need to make ourselves ready. Isn't that wonderful? He's gone away, but he's coming back. Then he goes on to say, within the context of this chapter, I mean, it's incredible. He goes on to say that you can ask for anything in my name, according to my our will, that it will be done. You see, we have access because of Jesus and because of the Holy Spirit. And we can ask for health, provision, um, uh, insight, um, breakthrough, whatever it is, not only on our behalf, but we can ask it on behalf of others. We can pray in the name of Jesus for someone to be well. We can pray in the name of Jesus for someone to be set free. We can pray in the name of Jesus that breakthrough comes through for some people. We can pray in the name of Jesus for anything and everything. Because his name is above all names. And therefore, that's why he said, I have a plan and my plan is my name. And my name has a promise that I will do what you ask. One of the last things in John chapter 14, I, I just want to, I just think it's brilliant. He talks about the Holy Spirit and he talks about, I'm, I'm going away, but I'm going to, I mean, the Father's going to send you someone, an advocate to live in you, be with you forever. That's fantastic. He had a plan. God had a plan to help us, a plan to encourage us, a plan to strengthen us, and with a promise. He told us, well, this is what this person is going to do. This is how this person is going to help. Like us, this is what he's... Here's some of the things he's, he's going to live in you. He's going to be with you. But here's one of the great things he says about the plan and the promise. He's going to be your helper, He's going to be your guide. He's going to be your comforter. And he's going to be your teacher. That's four things. So we can rely and know that in our planning, we have the Holy Spirit who lives in us to help us, to guide us, to comfort us, and to teach us plans with a promise. So as we make our plans, as we lay them before the Lord, the Holy Spirit helps us guides us, teaches us, and comforts us. That comforting sometimes because we may have to change some things in our lives to reflect, to be more like him, to be made in his image, to reflect Jesus to one another and to his world. Oh, it's so good. He's got so many good plans, so many good promises, and yet to be fulfilled. But we get to be part of that. And I just want to encourage us that God has got a plan for us. And as we make our plans, we submit it to him and they become joined together. Not to fulfill just our purposes, but his purposes. 
that his plans and his ways are greater than our ways, but we submit ours and they align and become the plans of God. Some people might be listening. I know my some of my friends and family are listening. Some of my um, uh, people in our church have sent the leak to people that don't know God, have never been to church, that don't know Jesus, don't know the Father. But I want to say to you that he's got a plan for you as well. You see, he always has. This is not right. He's got a plan. It's not any accident that you're listening today. Jesus has a plan for you. Jesus had a plan from the beginning of time, and he has a plan to the end of the time. The Bible says to us in Revelation that he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and the end. That gives you hope. He's above all things. He created all things. But on this journey of creation, there was an enemy, the devil, the deceiver, um, the bad person, whatever you want to call him, Lucifer. He is a deceiver. And he's blinded people across where I was blinded at one time. I was deceived. And then God in his goodness and his grace, because he loves me and he loves you, he revealed a way to him, back to him. And that's God's purpose is for us to come back to him, that we were created to be with him, to love him, to reign with him, to serve him, to serve others, and to show the world this is what God is like, just like Jesus did. You see, this plan and this promise is good news, and that good news is Jesus. You see, there was only one way, there was only one plan to solve the problem with humanity. And we could point fingers and blame, but there was a deceiver involved, and his name was Lucifer, but Jesus came and defeated him and conquered him on the cross and rose again so that you and I could have life and have that life abundantly. abundantly. See, it is a plan with a promise, and that promise is his son. And if you well, let me just read the scripture here just to encourage us and encourage you. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. If you, It should come up on the screen, John 3, 16, verse 17. Um, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it. He's not here to, to pick apart and judge it. But he says, I'm here to save the world. Yeah? God sent his son to save you and me. He saw the problem. He saw the hurt. He saw the disappointment. He saw the wandering, the deception that the enemy was doing. And he says, I've got a solution. That solution only is my son. And his name's Jesus. So if you're listening today, the Bible says all you have to do is this is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. What does that mean? He's Lord of everything. He defeated death. He is the Lord of all creation, all circumstances, all situations, and he becomes our boss. He becomes our Lord, our Savior. And once you do that, you shall be saved, saved into the bosom of the Father and into the Son, 
sharing eternity. And when you do that, all of heaven rejoices. So it doesn't matter whether you do it now or you do it in five minutes or not. But I want to say that you say that prayer. You cry out to God and you say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my ways, my evil ways, my wrongdoings, my sin. I want to thank you that you sent your son to save me. And I accept and I believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross for me and he rose again to life so I could have life and relationship with you. I pray and I believe that in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, if you've prayed that prayer, please give us a call. There should be a phone number coming up here. Give us a call. We want to know about it. We want to celebrate with you. We want to send you a Bible. We want to send you information to help you in your new journey and your new walk with God. Um, if, if, if phone number, you don't want to do a phone number, there's an email across the bottom of the screen here. Hello at allnationschurch.org.uk. Allnationschurch.org. Hello at allnationschurch.org.uk. Please write us. Please let us know. Because this is a divine moment. God has a plan and a promise. And that plan includes all of us. And that promise includes all of us. So in the week ahead and the days ahead, take time. Take time to dream. Take time to plan. But when you plan, plan in light of his promises. Because God is good, God is great, and God has a plan. And you're part of that plan.